there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're back. Coming up, part two, it's Troy Dumas. What? has happened in transitioning and what's the real life practical application of all that he's been through is uh we talk about parenting uh, a little father-son relationship and, and what it means in the grand scheme of things it's planted forward take a listen hey so let me let me let me fast forward here uh just for a second so we we, we get through some of the the mucky muck right and Coach Osborne comes, and this is along the lines of these position switches and changing body types. And and uh, you go from the back end, you go from the 6'4", 230-pound rangy safety, actually probably 215, 220 then, to growing yeah. into a 230-pound outside linebacker. How much of how you grew up, what you love to do, being other centered made the position switch easier or hard because I know it wasn't easy because I know there were some times you were frustrated. Well, um, you know, actually it was easy because when I was a freshman, when we had like what we called our dime package, yeah, I went in as the nickel backer. So, um, you know, I learned everything you know, technique wise at that time, it pass wise. Now the running part of it was a little different. Um, you know, I had to read certain keys and whatnot, but overall, um, it was an easy position switch because I practiced there at seven for seven days, then started against Oklahoma um, because Ernie Beeler and, uh, Lorenzo Brinkley were out. Um, but, those guys were dropping like flies, man. There, there weren't those times where I know we were. You were thinking like, man, I don't know about this. <laughs> no, I mean, in the back of my mind, man, it was a blessing for me. I mean, safety. Let's just face it; I wasn't getting it done. <laughs> I mean, that, that, I this is the veteran Troy Doom is talking. So yeah, I mean. Having that job switch was was a blessing. I mean, you had Mike Menner coming in. I mean, that dude was what he ran like a four four or four three or something he like was a that. Dog. Was smart as I don't know what. I mean, he was built to play the safety position. Um, so I, how was I going to compete with that? <laughs> you know, so playing linebacker, I always had it in the back of my mind. I was like, well, even before I even step on campus, I was always. You know, when I'd show up to games or whatnot, I was down there watching a linebacker outside in the inside linebackers warm up for some reason. So in the kind of in the back of my mind, I kind of I kind of wanted to play outside linebacker. So when the, the opportunity presented itself um, to be a full time starter, I was like, I got to take and run with this deal. I mean, it was better suited suited for me at that time. I mean, six four. I was what two twenty. 
Um, you know, I can match up with any tight end. It, I mean, playing safety at 6'4", 215, 220, and covering slot receivers, <laughs> it was a little difficult. But, I mean, I was still covering slot receivers at a linebacker, but it was easier because I hadn't, I didn't have to play with a cushion. I could just play three yards off them. As long as I get my hands on you, you're not going to outrun me. Yeah, so. I, I definitely know that firsthand. Hey, so yeah. – <laughs> But before we fast forward to the kind of this parenting and as a husband and as as a high functioning guy, you got to walk our, our listeners through your opportunity to win a national championship and um, you're having to really stay disciplined. I mean, people are wanting your services and you, you're, I, I know you're saying, hey, man, after the bowl game, after the bowl game, I'm not you're still doing things by the book the right way, which I admired from afar. Um, you, during that game, man, the throat injury. Yeah. And you're, you're bleeding out of the mouth, man. I, I'm like, oh, my gosh, this guy's throat's crushed. I'm coming over to you talking about don't go back in the game. You're telling me, hey, hey, this you know, this is a national championship night, man. This is Miami. What happened? Oh, dude, I got cold cocked, blindsided um, by their center. I'm not sure what happened, but he he blindsided me from the left, and like some blood vessel blood vessels uh, burst in my throat. Yeah, so I was coughing up blood. Um, but yeah, I remember Land Dude was in my face, just screaming at me. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah!" I'm like, "Man, get off of me!" Then uh, yeah, I'm going up and I'm walking us and I'm spitting out blood and I was like I didn't know what was going on there and Doke and those guys came out there and got me and it's like talking about not uh, going back in the game like no I'm yeah. going I'm going to, <laughs> no I'm finishing this one out so then on top of that um, at that time um, I had that floating rib was was yeah, puncturing my lung in there too so I was dealing with that. Um, during that game as well. I mean, the tackling wasn't all that great, but man, uh, I was in pain. <laughs> and how about how about your how about your classmate that was part of helping save my career? Both you guys, uh, Abdul Muhammad had the spleen issue too. Like it wasn't just about being tough; it was about being there for other people. Yeah, man. I mean, well, the brand that we were promoting was toughness. <laughs> You know, and if you were able to get out there and, and play, whether it was on one leg or two, you know, that was the standard, um, you know, show fight and don't show weakness. So, you know, and it was a national championship game. We didn't know that we were going to go on the run like we did. So, um, you know, you, you want to be in that game from the beginning to end, <laughs> no matter how it ends up. How How important was it, you know, is you, you get you get drafted, uh, you go to the Chiefs. Um, I know your particular affinity you had for Coach Schottenheimer. You are a, a big Derek Thomas guy. The look goes on and on. How did you ever stop and think to yourself, okay, I'm going to finally allow myself to at least appreciate or enjoy my accomplishments because nobody knows except me how far I've come. It, was there ever that point in you? No, <laughs> no, there wasn't. I don't. I I just don't think I could. I ever had the time to do that, just because. Uh, it, it's not really how you think either. 
no, but it kind of just feels like, you know, I'm on a clock, so I need to get everything done now, but that's kind of how I grew up. So, uh, you know, sitting back and, and looking at my accomplishments is just like, eh, okay, what's next? <clears throat> so I never, I never uh, just sat back, you know, with my feet in the chair and like, yeah, I finally made it <laughs> because I didn't. <laughs> I mean, my career over there was somewhat of a disaster. Wasn't what I was expecting, but, um, you know, I gave a hundred percent on that deal, but just didn't work out. Body, body just couldn't take that kind of punishment. So, but no, I'm always trying to look forward to the next thing. And then my wife kind of, she, she kind of uh, harps on me about that too. You never take time to, you know, see what you've done and look back and see what you've done. And like, wow, that's just me, I guess. <clears throat> so, so, so now you're, you're married and you're, and you're, you're parenting and what kept you from modeling? Cause you know, you can, sometimes you can go one of two ways, right? When, when, you have experiences when you're young. Um, you can either model or you can go just the opposite. How did you decide or when did you decide what kind of husband and father you wanted to be? Well, I think that a lot of that uh, comes from, from the person that you marry. <laughs> I mean, my wife, she, she, she's a lot like me personality-wise. She's very calm. Um, it doesn't get rattled about too much, but then she doesn't complain about a whole lot either. <laughs> I mean, um, she knows I'm not out there wiling out and, you know, she can check my phone anytime she wants. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's not going to find anything, uh, detrimental to our marriage or anything like that, but. I think uh, it, a lot of it too is just personality wise. Uh, <clears throat> you know, my dad was a great dad. I mean, even though he had his faults, but yeah, John, I, mean, I said he, we saw him almost every weekend, man. Right, right. But I mean, he was an Air Force guy, so um, you know, a lot of my discipline came from that, um, and just you know, wanting to be a good person and. I'm not having my kids have to go through what I went through growing up. So I think a lot of that stems from that. But, um, but yeah, I'm curious. My wife is just wonderful in, in that, in that way. I mean, I could leave the house and she's not blowing my phone up a hundred times and in two hours saying what I'm at, where am I doing? You know, that kind of thing. I'll tell you where I'm at. And I'll be there. <laughs> I'll tell you what time I'm coming home, and that's the time I'm coming home. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it 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 it's a lot. It's easier um, when you have two people on the same page um, like we are. So, um, so yeah, it, it, our 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 kids are they they have every resource available to them. So sometimes in our household, um, we have the stereotypical role, gender role reversals, right? I'm, I prefer to do the, the, if I can cook, I want, and I say stereotypical, right? I, it's 2022 and I know I'm supposed to be politically correct, but I said stereotypical, right? I, some of the traditional gender roles are reversed, right? I prefer to do a lot of, I like to grocery shop. Um, I like, I enjoy cooking actually, right? And they're not my necessarily defined roles, but you're a caregiver by nature. You get stuff done. 
Do yeah. you guys do you guys ever run into that where the 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 roles or traditional roles or I thought you were going to or however that dialogue goes where that gets messed up? Uh, dude, I'll tell you, <laughs> this is kind of funny. My wife, she actually got mad at me one time because she told me I clean too much. <laughs> I like, know all about that. Would you prefer the opposite? <laughs> I mean, Remember, so I thought no. you were over the top. And guess who's like that now? It's me. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we, we had some discussions about that. But no, I mean, I don't mind cleaning or cooking or anything like that. Actually, I do it more than she does. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I've just always been that way for some reason. Um, I like having a clean place, so it's overly clean at some times, but other times, I mean, she has to appreciate it. <laughs> so I was like, well, I mean, I don't think you're going to find anybody else like that. So, Hey, how, how, uh, how, how is, how are the role, uh, not roles, but the, the role of parenting, like, how is that? How how neat has that been for you with your kiddos? Oh, it's been it's been great, man. Watching them grow and mature. I mean, they're are their ages athletic. again? Uh, twelve, eleven, and nine. So my middle son, he just won the district champ in shot put. What? Uh, yeah, he threw thirty feet eight inches. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool to see. But they're all athletically inclined, so they're all heavily in the sports. So I try to help them out with that. But just the sheer parenting part of it, I mean, <clears throat> my wife takes a lead on a lot of that stuff because um, I'm out doing other stuff. So, um, but yeah, it, it's been great, man, just watching them grow up and seeing seeing if they can fill their dreams and their goals and whatnot. I mean, my son, he sat there out there and said, yeah, I have a goal of third throwing at 30 feet. You know, he was throwing 28, then bam, he popped at 30 feet. And I was like, wow, you did it. Did I rode over there? And I'm like, hugged him. I was like, you did it. You did it. He's like, yeah. So yeah, man, it's, it's, it's awesome. Every day I get to see them, uh, you know, work towards their goals. So let me ask you. So after you lost your dad, almost, I think almost the same time I lost my, I lost my dad three years ago. When did you lose John? Uh, it's about six, six. Yeah. Okay. Six. Yeah. How did that, and I'm not trying to, I mean, I'm, I'm trying to, oh, it's all good. <laughs> did that, it, did that change the dynamics between you and the kiddos or the wifey at all, were you more encouraged? Were you discouraged? Did you want to send a message to, did you just want to say thank you? Cause I know there were some tough times. No, I mean, nothing, nothing really changed, you know, after he, he passed away. I mean, they saw what he was going through and I was going through with him as well for, uh, what, a year and a half of, mm. you know, constantly being at the hospital and things like that. So I, I, I think, oh, I like to think that it, it you know, it brought everybody a bit closer together um, as far as, uh, you know, family is concerned, my immediate family anyway. I mean, uh, a lot of my extended family, I could care less about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I see that hasn't changed. <laughs> 
but yeah, um, no, just watching them, watching me, you know, take care of him the way I was doing. They know I care about them just as much or if not more. So they, oh, they know I'm always going to be there for them no matter what. Hey, so, so, so let me ask you something. Cause I, I wonder about this all the time, right? I lost my brother unexpectedly. Um, it was I didn't a, even know that, man. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Yeah, so I, I almost never talk about it. Um, just a wellness check a couple years ago. Um, he had left my mom's uh, over Christmas. And uh, anyway, my dad was sick for almost six years. So he, he had a, it's aphasia, so it acts like dementia. Um, but it's, it's very slow. It's a neurological. It's very, it's like Alzheimer's to the 10th power. Right. And you, you watched your dad, a strong leader, a great dad, a guy that would, I mean, would give you the shirt off. I I watched that guy travel, even though it's not like you're flying jets, right? I mean, my man was packing up, coming to watch his play with everything he had. Yeah. Was given did it affect you differently watching him deteriorate slowly or did you not want to have to have him go through that? I, re- I try to reconcile that in my head all the time. Would I rather have a chance to say goodbye? Would I not want to have a chance to say goodbye? Do I want to watch it? Do I not? Like those are things that I still struggle with probably could be a couple times a month where it, it, it crops up into my frontal lobe. Yeah, no, I mean, it, it, it's a little bit of both, actually. But for me, it was, I had to go through it with him because nobody else was going to, mm. you know. And I didn't want him to feel like nobody cared about him because, I, you know, I had my, my own my brother was in town that wasn't even helping him out. And my mom was in the position she was in, so she couldn't really help him you know out either so it's like i had to i had to jump in there with him and and be with him and make sure that he was getting you know making his getting into his treatments and and those kind of things because there was a time where he wasn't Um, and people are calling me telling me hey uh you know your dad's supposed to be here then i call him he's like no i didn't have a ride i'm like what Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I had to jump in there with him and experience all of it, whether I liked it or not. Um, but that was strictly for him. You know, I could I I put my own feelings aside on on that. Mm. And I did that for up until the day he passed away. You know, it was a constant, constant every day. You know, there was times where he was in the hospital for, for three months at a time. And I was there every day. Um, you know, he's down in Denver. I'd be driving down to Denver up to Cheyenne, uh, you know, doing this circle for like a month. But I don't feel, I felt that was something that I had to do. Um, so, and I mean, overall, after he passed, I, I felt like I did everything. I can honestly say I did everything I could to keep him around. Let me, let me get and, Go ahead. No, but yeah, but after, and he knew that. I mean, he knew that. So, 
And that's all I wanted before he had passed. He knew that I was there for him through his worst time. <laughs> when I could have made a bunch of excuses and been like, yeah, uh, my kids got something to do today. Or, but my dad was always like, hey, I hate to take you away from your kids. I'm like, man, look, they're used to being mean. They're used to me being gone for extended amount of time when I was, uh, you know, recruiting, when I was coaching college football, recruiting. So they're used, they were used to me being gone. So mm. you don't have to apologize for any of that. I mean, uh, you need somebody here, so I'm here. You know, and it was the same thing. Everything that he taught me, you know, came back full circle for him because it's like, okay, you need to be on time. When you say something, when you tell somebody you're going to do something, you do it. So, and that it came full circle for him because he, he knew he could depend on me until his last day. So, um, so yeah, nothing changed for my family in that aspect. They just know I care a lot. <laughs> hey, let, let me get you air out of this. Um, and I appreciate you, you making yourself vulnerable, which is why I knew you'd be good because you're not afraid. And uh, that's part of the life lesson is, it's a lot easier to be authentic <laughs> over time than it is to remember what you told somebody because it wasn't what you meant. Um, <laughs> how did you, how did it change the relationship with your brother? Well, I mean, oh man, I mean, when he was, when dad was going through all that, it might because my brother was living in town. I was out of town, flying back, driving back, doing whatever, and I'm like, I just went off on him one day. I was like, you mother effort it's like because i had to leave to go out to california i was like you better you better effing be here the time i leave and when i get back you had better fucking be here yeah yeah you know and i'm just like man you letting this dude go through all this you know on your own blah 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 so i mean at before my dad had passed we were like i was i was at everybody's throats really that that were related to me on my dad's side because it's just like, well, I mean, long story short, he passed away and, uh, you know, I basically took on everything uh, as far as uh, the mortgage, making sure his mortgage was paid, making sure the lights were on for my mom and all that. And I'm still doing that to this day. Mm. Um, but um, I think it just patched up because I just took the lead. So now it's like, I put, there was so much guilt <laughs> thrust upon him. It forced him to change. So, um, so yeah, we're, we're in a better place that way. But, you know, as long as I'm in the position to lead, because if I, if he would have left that to one of my other brothers, it would have been curtains for my mom. Mom would have lost her house and everything else. So, um, so that was a blessing too, but yeah, we're in a better place because of that. So one of the greatest people I know, and I'm, and I mean that to the fullest, uh, T doom. I appreciate it, man. You have, you have a little idea how much I admire you, but probably not to the degree in which I do. It does, appreciate uh, that, man. Love you, man. Like lo brother. Love so. you too. If you need anything, I know you're going through your little, um, you're not and you're terrible at asking for help. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I can make an eight-hour drive. I'm not a terrible driver like people say. I'm a. I've, I've, lear I've learned how to park. I can drive a bigger vehicle now. <laughs> you need well, me. Man. You need me, man. I'm there. 
Yeah, well, God doesn't put anything in front of you that you can't handle. So, hey, my favorite. I'll reach out if I need you. Hey, my man, I appreciate it. Thanks for your time, Troy. All right, man. Later. Thanks. He wasn't going to disappoint. I I told our producer, Cam, he said, you think you're going to need two segments? I said, he knows me better than anybody. There's no question when he gets going. He's real. He's emotional. He's authentic. Uh, He's as good as it gets, man. If you're not subscribing, what's the matter with you? Another episode of Playing It Forward in the books. Don't you dare miss us. We'll be back. That's Troy Dumas. It's Playing It Forward. Huda Media Production.